The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host, for the show that defends public health by simplifying and demystifying how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into freedom, a healthy gut, and staying young, this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. And boy, is this going to be an exciting episode. Today in the house, I've got Matt Landman. And Matt, um, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show today, brother. Thank you for having me, Tim. It's a pleasure, especially I love your entrepreneurial health minded spirit. It's, it's right up my alley. It's almost exactly what I'd like to emulate with what I'm doing. So thank you. Yeah, it's really cool. And for those of you that might not know Matt Landman, you're going to because um, what he's doing, he's doing some very, very important work out there. Um, he has a documentary called Franken Skies frankenskies.com you can check it out in fact i want everybody here to go uh support matt um i think you can probably uh, i've seen where you can get the you can get it for like three bucks or something you can buy it at frankenskies.com but it gets into chemtrails and a lot of people think this 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 is like oh it's a conspiracy theory and all this stuff and i i you know years ago i started seeing these 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 freaking planes going by and normally there's what's called contrails where condensation comes out of the plane and it freezes because they're up there at 30,000 feet or whatever. And those crystals refract light and then, but then they melt and they kind of disperse and go away. Well, now planes are going and then that doesn't go away. It's just this cloud that hangs and gets bigger and bigger. And you can see it as it's, it's, it's floating down and landing on the earth. What is in that stuff? A curious mind wants to know. I want to know what's going on. Well, I studied Dr. Richard Blaylock and he was a, a renowned neurosurgeon. And now he's, I mean, he's actually developed techniques that are, they're still using today in neurosurgery. So he's a pretty smart dude. And, um, and he was talking about how they're putting nano-sized aluminum particles in these trails and how those were breathing them in. And they go up our orifactory nerve into our brain and cause Alzheimer's and dementia. Well, me, um, uh, being myself, I got pissed because my grandfather, Matt, um, who, was just the most lovely man in the world. Like, and he was the one person in my family that was into baseball too. So him and I had this really cool bond around the baseball thing. And he was just really cool. He's a hardworking dude. He's splitting wood and we, you know, play golf and stuff. He had a little two hole golf course up at his um, place in the woods, uh, uh, rapid city, South Dakota out of there. And um, anyway, I just love my grandpa dearly, but the last 70 years of his life, um, he physically was fine, but he had developed Alzheimer's, right? And um, he didn't know who he was or who you were or me. And it was really hard because you, you're so close to this man. And he didn't know who he was. So watching my grandfather go through this, uh, and when I found out about the nano-sized aluminum particles and what Richard Braylock was talking about, I got pissed. And I actually called our formulator up and I said, Scott, like, I am not going to freaking die of Alzheimer's. Like, I'm not, I don't want to do that to myself. And I don't want to be such a burden to my children. What can we do? And he said that, he said, don't worry, I've got a couple formulas for that that he developed for the military and um, to help with the depleted uranium that was coming out of, of Afghanistan and Iraq for the tank rounds. And, and anyway, long story short, we combined them. We made a product called Toxin Detox, right? So this is a very near and dear subject to me, and you've taken it to a whole nother level. You've actually went deep 
You've made a documentary called Frankenskies. And so this is really good because some people think this is just like, oh, conspiracy stuff. So I actually looked into it and I thought, well, wait a minute. How could I actually teach people so that it wouldn't be, they wouldn't think it would be a conspiracy thing? And I wanted to know too, because I wanted to know what was in there. Biology studies. Biologists every year, they're going out and they're testing plants. They're doing soil samples and water samples. And guess what I found? The aluminum toxicity is ramping up and ramping up to the point where plants are actually dying now of aluminum toxicity. So the proof's in the pudding. I found it, but even better now that I found Matt and Frankenskies.com, this is a nice way where people can get educated um, and understand how bad the level of pollution is in our water and our air. So Matt, why don't you tell us, brother, who's Matt? Where'd you come from? And how did you get to where you're at today? Thank you. And, and that's a lot. Um, before I forget, I want to mention the lichen. You said studying plants sh um, show how much uh, aluminum is in the air and then the soil and whatnot. Lichen, they get everything. They get their nutrients from the air. So they're a great canary in the coal mine kind of thing. And um, researchers have been studying them for the levels of barium, strontium, and aluminum, and those have been ramped up exponentially over the recent years. And, and that's a good way to, to, to find uh, what's, what's going on. So hi, I'm Matt. Um, Landman is my last name. I'm basically a normal guy is what I try to tell and explain to people. I didn't come from like money. Um, we weren't especially poor or anything like that. I just lived a kind of normal life. Ironically, my dad was a pilot. And we grew up in the D.C. area in Virginia in Herndon, this little town, it turned into a bigger town, suburbs. I ended up going to Virginia Tech and ultimately I wanted to go to film school, but I got a, a business degree at first. So then finally I moved to California, uh, ended up in Northern California going to film school finally. And there I got a master's in business administration as well, graduated top of my class with the MBA, uh, focused in strategic sustainability. A lot of entrepreneurial focus. That's um, where I, you know, tend to envy people like yourself and and myself now that I've turned activism into like a job. And I, when I finally got out of school at uh, Cal State Humboldt, which is in Northern California, very rural, beautiful Northern agriculture community up there in the Pacific Northwest, I got out of school and I worked again in the office. I was like my 40th job. I was counting the other day, you know, as a finance analyst and I'd worked so many walks of life. I thought getting the MBA would get me kind of out of that rat race, but you know, that was my thing and I don't know why. So that wasn't logical. And finally, I, I, I got the opportunity to work on a farm and I never had done that. So I literally got grounded working on this organic farm. And there we grew potatoes and squash and you name it. I, I learned so much. And what was so ironic is at the age of like 35, I thought I knew everything. You know, you get in those modes. I think mid-20s, you think you know everything. And then you realize, wait, and then mid-30s. I don't know. This has just been my journey. But then it was such a kick in the face. Day one on the farm, I learned. I don't know anything. And I learned that potatoes grew potatoes. And I try to say this on a lot of my shows because it was my awakening almost. I didn't know potatoes were trying to grow in my cupboard in my home. And I loved gardening and I never knew that. And I supposedly went to the best public school system in the country, they said. They never told us anything about anything that really mattered. And my indoctrination got me to a point where I had no connection, total disconnect to my food. And 
the ground and the air and everything. So disconnected that I didn't see what was right before my eyes, including weather modification and whatnot. So getting grounded, working on the farm for about a year straight and being totally connected to the elements. And I mean, working hard and getting in great shape. I witnessed firsthand weather engineering, long story short. I mean, we were supposed to get this torrential downpour for a week. I was out there harvesting pumpkins. I'm hopeful that the uh, squash wouldn't rot out here in the field because it's an early rain, early deluge. We're supposed to get one week of 100% chance of rain. And this big storm comes in off the ocean. And along with it were all these planes that zigzagged in front of the storm, left these persistent linear cirrus cloud formations out of the back. And we hardly get any air traffic there in rural uh, agricultural community way up north, like we're five hours from San Francisco and that's the closest international airport, you know, driving five hour drive. So where did all these planes come from? And why were they on the edge of the storm? And why were they all leaving these persistent linear cirrus clouds out of the back? And I, I graduated top of my class with an MBA and it was very statistics heavy. The, I guess an MBA is master's in business is very stats heavy. So I can analyze numbers and be like, well, that's corollary and that's causal, or maybe it's causal, let's crank the numbers on it or whatever, you know, there's different ways to analyze stuff. And that's the problem with people nowadays is I think as an activist, you wear many hats or truth seeker, you wear many hats and you can think outside the box. But nowadays people are so comfortable being compartmentalized and indoctrinated that they're like, well, I don't, I'm not the rocket scientist. I can't think of with that or, or, oh, I'm not a dentist. I can't think about fluoride and I'm not that doctor, I didn't get a degree in that, I'll pass it to the specialist. And that was an Edward Bernays tactic, you know, trust the specialist. And Edward Bernays a long time ago, uh, Sigmund Freud's nephew. Either way, marketing expert. So I witnessed firsthand weather engineering, and it was an irregular pattern of appearance that really got in my, you know, consciousness, like my, my, my conscious mind, like was kind of thrown off because I, I ignored it at first. But after a while, I was thinking like, there's all these planes at once. That's a one statistical anomaly, right? Because usually I see like one plane in a day, not 20. It was on the edge of a storm, right? Then the storm didn't drop any rain. That's the big kicker. These planes zigzag the sky for the day, leave these haze in front of the, left the haze in front of the storm. The storm came and didn't drop any rain. And I had this memory in my head, pretty much shelved it. Didn't really, didn't really know what to do with it. And a few weeks later, my friend on the phone literally said the word chemtrails. I didn't know what he was talking about. And he's like, Matt, you told me about 9-11 was an inside job and you showed me these movies and all this. Because that right. was how I got into it, is the movie Zeitgeist. It's how I really started thinking outside the box. It's a documentary kind of film, which is awesome because I ended up making a documentary. So I ended up looking up chemtrails and being like, oh, I witnessed that. And then once I started really digging and learning that nobody knew about it, if they knew anything, they knew, knew that it was a conspiracy and it wasn't real. And the, the journey of my, my life as an activist, it first was like, I, I tried and I gave up. And then I found that other people had been doing it. Oh, someone made a movie. Oh, someone did it. I don't need to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how everyone thinks. But eventually I realized, number one, I can do a better job and really bring it home and meet people where they're at and show them. Cause I didn't think that those that had done the work had, could do as well as I could, you know, my ego got involved. But also later I learned that there's this thing called controlled opposition and maybe not all of it was really um, being exposed the way it should be on purpose. You know, this whole um, debate 
of is it a contrail, is it a chemtrail? Come to find out any line that you see in the sky, that's a chemical being released and they're mixing chemicals in the atmosphere. I can get into that later. So, or I'll get into that right now. In like the 40s and 50s, they had um, jet engines that pushed the jet. So the engine was in the back and it was not very fuel efficient, but like blasting it, like um, basically jet fuel that's being um, burned. They're like literally like a jet rocket engine, you know, in the back of a plane. And that's what they still use for F-16s and stuff. And that creates enough heat to maybe create a condensation trail. But come the 50s and 60s, with the help of Rolls-Royce and General Electric, G, these high bypass turbofan jet engines were made. And ever since then, the commercial jets have had these things. And what they are, are their turbofans, their fans. They're big fans, very efficient. And they get these fans spinning and there's no hot air going through them, okay? Nothing like we're told, like, oh, that's, it's the heat that's making that. No, it's really hot up there. It's why the uh, short air, uh, you know, they get us in this conversation that's not even real, I've learned. Okay? And that's a long, deep path itself. Wait a minute. So when I, when I said contrails in the condensation, that's not the case for the short ones then that disappear. No, and those are precursor gases. If you see a lot of those on one day, it, it means that they're just getting that barium out there. I think it's barium. And they're getting the atmosphere saturated so that they can lay out other chemicals. They call them primer planes or precursor gases. There's a document out of the Department of Energy from 2001, March 2001. And this is like, if you want to get deep into it, I, was, I spent a lot of my life reading financial documents for stock market and stuff like that because I was really into that as a kid and even as an adult getting the master's in business. So I can get through nitty gritty wordy things like financial documents, you know, like quarterly financials. You know, you got to really dig to find what they're trying to say and hide. And in this document, it's called the Tropospheric Aerosol Program, TAP. So you can look up TAP DO, space DOE PDF. It'll just come up right there, hidden in plain sight. Um, June 2001, and in this Tropospheric Aerosol Program, Troposphere is a layer of the atmosphere, and it, it's a program launched through the Department of Energy, which that's like a whole show on its end of itself. So the Department of Energy is the radical side of the opposition to geoengineering. They're the ones saying global warming is not real. We don't need to dim the sun. And geoengineering is like a, the official narrative of like them actually doing chemtrails and normalizing it. And that's a whole thing that is at the end of waking up. Like Frankenskies does chemtrails. So first, when you watch Frankenskies, anybody out there can watch, please enjoy the first 15 minutes. It starts in 1920s. Okay, and once it gets to like the 50s and 60s, it's self-evident that the powers that be most obviously control the weather by now if they were perfecting it in the 50s and 60s. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. Now, so what, what you're yeah. saying then is that com all the commercial plane flights out there, are they using them to disperse stuff or, or not the commercial ones? The stuff being dispersed in what I thought were contrails is like barium, the shorter trails, but then you have the longer trails. So is all commercial airplanes being used today or no? Um, very few, I think, are being used. There's so many things going on in the sky, and a lot of them are drones nowadays. Um, like, I think Ryanair especially is outfitted with, you know, to make them really cheap in Europe. Some commercial jets are used. A lot of them are disguised as commercial jets. Like, when you go out on it today, where I live in Ashland, Oregon, we're in between rain systems. And if I go outside today, it, there's no chemtrails. Very rare occurrence nowadays for me. It's a beautiful, and you can feel the um, etheric energy in the air. It's, it's like the negative ions are there. It's really nice. It's going to rain more later. There's snow in the mountains. 
there's no chemtrails today, zero. So you, if I see a plane going by, it'll have nothing coming out of the back, nothing, mm, okay. zero. All day long, it'll be like that. And then um, in the document that I mentioned, Tropospheric Aerosol Program by the Department of Energy, they launch an entire suite. The entire program is right there. They, in the back glossary, they spend um, $5.5 million on risk aversion and detection aversion, like risk assessment, assessment and detection aversion, like not getting caught, you know, $5.5 million in just that one year. And then they're going to extrapolate it out, but the budget for years. And that's the Department of Energy literally having their own chemtrail program. And that's, that doesn't make any sense, right? Why would they and all that? It's because there's a lot of ongoing chemtrail programs at once. One of them is NASA. They have a charged aerosol release experiment program, C-A-R-E. Um, it spells care. It's an acronym that spells care. But they have a whole fleet of planes and drones and, plane, and all this sort of stuff, ground-based stations and everything. NASA has a budget of $52 million per day, $52 million per day. And they have a chemtrail program hidden in plain sight, and they spray aluminum barium strontium. So, um, and publicly using the atmosphere as a laboratory, they say. So when you dig into the tropospheric aerosol program um, document, they keep referencing precursor gases that, and, and they even grid over Nashville, Tennessee in their first um, experiment in 2001 in this document. So the precursor gases in the whole document, 99 pages, they don't say the word geoengineering, chemtrails or contrails, but the precursor gases are the contrails. So they, um, they, if, if you start to look at the sky in, in this light, you can see that there's these primer planes, basically. Or sometimes you can see them side by side, a short one and a long one. And you're like, wait, what is going on there? They're actually mixing chemicals right there, right in front of your eyes. Oh, they're, they're, they're putting a little recipe together up in the skies. Exactly. Making um, some cookies. Precisely. So, so sometimes, one, go ahead. Well, I wanted to say something. You mentioned earlier, like, so when you, people start hearing this stuff, well, first off, I want to thank you because um i've been you know saying the contrails and the chemtrails i got cleared up on that so i'm switching now so i have to you know i want to do what's what's right um you mentioned earlier when when people start hearing this stuff what happens is a lot of people are like oh that's just a conspiracy theory right or especially if you have um you know some type of an organization out there publicly on their website news channels billboards saying no it doesn't exist this is what we we call a disturbance rejection. Okay. The not so obvious establishment uses this and it's allowing people to tell you to let go of your observations of a disturbance, right? The disturbance of our health, disturbance of our ecosystem, the disturbance of whatever the hell they got to go on manipulating the weather. So it's kind of like ignoring the big elephant in the room. This is a tactic that elites use to keep us from hitting our desired goal of truth, freedom, and health. Right. So move along. There's nothing to see here. It's just a conspiracy. The science is settled, which is stupid in its statement itself, are all examples of this disturbance rejection at work. We, we need to be highly critical, like Matt here, of anyone that is using this power, profit and control strategy to derail and demoralize the working class movement of people getting truth, freedom and health back. So I just wanted to say that because this is a this is a very well thought out process, disturbance rejection is a tactic used by um, certain people, certain elites. So anyway. Well, what's genius that the, the they do is they'll actually get to people first. So there, I, I, mean, I imagine the brain as kind of like a mush, but it's this, um, I envision it as snow plows 
So imagine like you get six feet of snow or something and the snow plow right. digs the way. That's the mental pathway from A to B, right? So now because they've gotten to the concept first, you say the word chemtrails and they're like, I already know about that. I already read an article about that. Thank you. I know what that is. They've already, it's like the, the first way that the brain has been um, programmed to react to the information. Mm-hmm. It's, it's critical that like to, oppo- to oppose it and offer another side, it's so important to do it in a gentle, gentle way. So they create the, the counter truth as crazy chemtrails, they're spraying poisons on us to kill us, okay? And that's really not what's going on. They do do that sometimes, you know, lithium. Well, let's, let's, we're going to take a break, Matt. We'll have cool. to get back into that. But <laughs> just let's use some common sense here, all right? If they're obviously spraying shit. Okay, because you look up in the sky, there's shit in the skies. And now what I'm learning is this: these contrails, they're spraying barium. It just doesn't have long tails, but they're still spraying stuff. And they're actually mixing it up in the sky at sometimes, right? Well, the reality is, is that what are they doing this for? Now, maybe they're saying, well, we're going to stop global warming as an example, you know. And if they're spraying nano-sized aluminum particles to refract the sun's heat out to space to try to save us, okay, well, that's great, but what's what's that doing to to wildlife and human health well if we look at the soil samples and stuff it's causing major issues dementia is on the rise alzheimer's is on the rise plants are dying of 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 all these toxic heavy chemicals so if they're doing such a good job on this science why isn't it posted as open science in an open cloud of what they were doing what is there to hide because remember everybody listening to this um is paying for it out of taxes that shit, it wouldn't be up in the air if it wasn't for our tax dollars putting it up there. They're using our money to do this. So if it's our money that is flying those planes and building those planes and spraying that crap in the air, we should know what they're spraying, period. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most Gut Detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my new good friend, Matt Landman. And um, uh, you can check him out at frankenskies.com. Uh, it's an amazing documentary. I want everybody to go. I want you, when you guys are done listening to this, I want you to go watch that movie. Uh, the documentary with your friends, your family, sit down and watch it. It's a, it's a shocker, but it's a really good education. Okay. All right. So you've explained some new stuff to me. You've um, educated me on these contrails um, that are, I used to think were condensation trails, but they're actually now they're spring barium. A lot of these things are not used in commercial planes. A lot of them are um, different companies, maybe private or public like NASA, what you're saying. And our tax dollars have, have purchased many of these planes, these drones, and they're spraying a bunch of stuff up in the air. So you've kind of went through the history of that. And then what led you to like making this documentary? Can you tell us about that and how that all came to be? Yes, for sure. 
And truth is very delicate, especially in this age that we live in. It's almost as if we're in an age of falsehoods. Almost everything that I've learned, I'm now dismantling as an adult. You know, here I am, 41 years old, and I'm learning more than ever, and I'm taking apart everything that I was taught. You know, it's it's very fascinating. So long story short, it's called the turd in the punch bowl. I don't know if you've heard of the turd in the punch bowl. Do you know this term? I thought it's actually pretty funny and and very it's it's very smart. The the human conscious, I grew up in the DC area, okay, right outside of that little triangle that is the District of Columbia. A lot of my friends went and worked for government jobs and almost all of them. And they've always kind of laughed at me questioning reality and it itself, you know, like like could the government like even when I was questioning 9-11, you know, questioning the Pentagon, where did those engines go? You know, what happened with all that stuff? Everyone took the narrative hook, line, and sinker, but I did not, you know? And I can kind of understand, and, and also I've worked a lot of jobs. I've worked in a lot of restaurants. I've, you, you name it, I've pretty much worked that job for maybe at least a day <laughs> or maybe a year or something. I've done so much to test the waters of life, I guess. What I mean is I can really relate to people. And if you're not going to get through to my grandmother, my friends who ended up working for the government, um, my mom and my high school teacher, then it doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like if you're just going to get through to people that are already on your crew of being waking, woken up to this stuff, which is the minority, it's pointless. So when I was watching the movies that existed, there were scenes in it that I knew, oh, so the turn in the punch bowl is this um, concept metaphor analogy where if you have this amazing party, everyone comes, they love it, everything's perfect. Everyone has an amazing time. But then in the end, they see in the punch bowl, oh my gosh, there's a turd in the punch bowl. That's all they're gonna talk about for years. They're not gonna talk about how amazing the DJ was or anything like that. And your you know, reputation's ruined and no one's gonna like care about what else you presented. So, so the powers that be, they're so smart. They know how the human mind works and through controlled opposition, or the or whatever it is, it's a lot of controlled opposition, which is like um, basically for people that can't really grasp that concept. The Black Panthers almost dismantled the U.S. government. You know, they were about to like lead a revolution, so they were infiltrated from within and then taken over and led in a in a different direction, right? Basically, but since then, potential opposition to the government has been ran by the government. They literally lead the opposition and introduce the opposition as the opposition, but they are actually them. So if you control both Yeah, that's what's called the not so obvious establishment. Yeah. That's the term. So when I was watching the activism surrounding chemtrails that did exist, and I'm sending it to my friends back home, 20 minutes in, there's that turd in the punchable effect where they're looking at something in the movie that they could obviously just turn the TV off and be like, these are crazies. These people are crazies. And what I realized was when I was out in the streets of Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, and LA, passing out flyers, because I first started hosting Chemtrail conferences before I even made the movie, um, the movie, Franken's Guys. Now I'm working on Franken's Guys 2, climate chains, like shackles. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first got out there, I realized so many people in the world, they already, quote, knew about Chemtrails because, like I said, they've been gotten to first and they knew it was a crazy conspiracy. And then if they go and watch these movies that have that 
not so good impact on them, it's just going to reassure them, essentially, that they were right, that it's a crazy conspiracy, and they'll get in that polarized argument of, is it a chemtrail, contrail, and no, they're all just contrails, depending on the humidity and the atmosphere and the barometric pressure and the altitude and, and what have you. Um, when I made the movie Frankenskies, I didn't know that contrails were actually chemicals. This is all pretty new to me, and it took a lot of deep, um, well, honestly, I just look at the sky every single day, and that's how I've been able to come to these conclusions. You, you have hypotheses, you test your theories, and they work or they don't, and in the end, you find research to you know, back it up. I kind of feel like it's all frequency and vibration. When you really start digging into something, the universe will match you up with that energy and provide you with what you need to know to come to your conclusions. It feels like these synchronicities are really real. I always like to say that truth is a vibration. And once we honor truth with integrity and start to ride that vibration of truth, other truths become like self-evident, you know, more accessible and easier for us to grasp and understand. So it's so important to be authentic and honor all the truths. And while we're talking about chemtrails and whatnot, I want to say, so the activist wears many hats. And also we have to learn to discern. So we get to learn all these things, but also sometimes in some of these books, the authors might have these things that they think are true that might not be true. So we have to, you know, meet them where they're at, but not believe everything they say. So here's a book that I found that I've been getting a lot of books recently. And this book that I just recently found is, is pretty nice. It says, it's the, the title is, Imagine You Are an Aluminum Atom, Discussions with Mr. Aluminum. Yeah, hold now, that up. I'm going to screenshot that real quick. Yeah. So the old me, the old me would um, get through the middle of this book. And then when he says chemtrails aren't real, I would throw the book in the fire, you know, and never talk about it again. And maybe talk bad about this guy, the PhD. But honestly, that's the only thing in there that he says that I don't resonate with. And sometimes when you're a PhD, you have to play your cards. Like maybe he's not trying to get to people that believe in chemtrails for this book. And maybe he has to say like, oh, people say there's aluminum in chemtrails, but I don't know. And already he's making that conversation, he's starting that conversation, whatever. So I think he's still cool and I'm not gonna dismiss him for not being on board with my thing, which is chemtrails. But in this book, it's amazing that he comes to the conclusion, not even the hypothesis or theory, but conclusion of that all breast cancer cases come from aluminum deodorant. And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense the aluminum, I mean, the um, glands in our armpits are for detoxing. And if you clog them up with aluminum day in and day out, and then you get on your phone and heaven forbid you put your phone in your bra where these um, glands, where the, where the where aluminum actually pools, you know, you've got um, these different um, uh, lymphs, pardon me, you've got different lymphs where you detox from. And that's one of the lymphs in your breast where things can pool. And the aluminum will pool there and you put your, or even just get on the phone, you know, near your head and it microwaves that aluminum. And this doctor says that um, aluminum from deodorant plus cell phones equals breast cancer. And that's all the cases of breast cancer out there. And just knowing that and putting those two things together, because it's all these slow kill attack things that we have to deal with, which I'm sorry to say we're in a war. Like that's one thing people need to actually acknowledge. There's so many slow kill attack that we have to look at it from a multi-pronged approach. And if you just look at the 
react, chemical reaction of fluoride and aluminum, which come from one another. Fluoride comes from the melting of aluminum, the, the process of making aluminum. Fluoride is a toxic byproduct. The two like to mix together and get in your brain and, and literally fire and have chemical reactions leading to dementia and Alzheimer's. Also, if you've ever seen a video of mercury and aluminum mixing, they, the two, I've got a video of it, the two on my different platforms and whatnot, but it's easy to find. Mercury and aluminum mixed together have a chemical reaction that grow exponentially into this like six inch tall, weird uh, being out of a horror movie. And so it's this slow, you know, we get mercury amalgam fillings, which I recommend you get out, you know, find a good dentist and get those things out of your mouth because they slowly release mercury. Um, also the twirly light bulbs, we could do a whole show on lights, the LED light bulbs, they're so bad for you. The reason why they're green is because they're off half the time. They flash on and off like 10,000 times per second. It totally disrupts your whole system, your neurological system, your everything, like your skin, your, your, um, all of your cells, everything, your, your dopamine, even your hormones, like your entire system gets disrupted by LED lights. And it makes you think you're in bright, bright sunlight, like your body thinks it's noon. There's so many reasons why LED lights are bad, but the twirly light bulbs, they have mercury in them. So just getting rid of the twirly light bulbs, understanding mercury amalgams in your teeth, understanding uh, fluoride, getting the fluoride out of your water and your um, toothpaste, and understanding that reaction with aluminum, which is all over the place, in the air, in our food, and in the deodorant, just seeing that multi-pronged attack and how that interacts with your body and how it's slow, slow and steady to get these chemicals mixing in your brain, that is such a one up to become an activist and empower yourself and not be victimized. Awesome stuff, dude. I'm, I'm just sitting here taking notes, which is good. If when I take notes, that's good because I like, I like learning. So you have um, obviously done a lot of research and stuff and how did you get started on, on, on building the, um, the documentary? It's really well put together. Well, Frankenstein's Frankenstein's, um, available at frankenskies.com and frankenskiesthemovie.com. I had a great YouTube presence and it, it ended up getting totally pulled. So it's, it's really not findable on there, but it's on all the other platforms, Vimeo and BitChute and all that sort of stuff. It started with having conferences. Nobody had ever had a chemtrail conference bringing together activists in the space because there's a handful of authors and speakers and um, different specialists. Um, there's ex- Air Force weathermen who are speaking out and different people who are knowledgeable, you know. So I had the first global chemtrail summit in Vancouver, Canada in like 2016, I want to say. Mm -hmm. I want to say 2016. And that was a big hit. The whole place was packed, this conference hall. And by bringing together the specialists, I started grabbing interviews of them. And then I, I did the second Global Chemtrail Conference the Summit thing in Portland, Oregon, actually. And I had Clyde Lewis of Ground Zero Radio, who's in Portland, and some amazing speakers from uh, Northern California. And I had, a, like I said, U.S. Air Force weatherman. He um, spoke, and these different activists from around the world came in. Um, Wish Washington. I would have known about it. I'd have been there in a heartbeat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I could have advertised it better, and it was an uphill battle and whatnot. And I'm Terry Lawton from... Ireland came uh, to a, one of them, um, climatechangeagenda.com. He's got a great website. And then the third year, I went and moved to Arizona and had the third conference, which was like the big, that was like my destiny. It was amazing. Um, well, not amazing. It was an incredible ride, but I didn't realize all of 
what the universe was lining up for me kind of thing. Like you never, like I'm still digesting and processing what happened. So Bill Gates was looking to do this experiment through Harvard to normalize geoengineering, which is the dimming of the sun with aluminum, literally spraying aluminum, aerosolized aluminum particles in front of the sun to slow down the quote unquote heating of the planet through global warming and all that nonsense, which is that's in a whole nother story. Okay, so so they get us in this polarized debate on global warming um, and whether it's real and they say, well, we need to act on it. And the acting on global warming, which nobody really understands because there, people are having climate protests. We need to act on global warming. They don't even understand what they're asking for, which they, the claim is that the biggest, best solution is spraying an artificial cloud layer, which would be metallic, which they say is better than any other chemicals because it deflects the sunlight the best to supposedly cool down the planet. So to launch this officially and normalize it and get the research in place, there was to be this experiment in Tucson, Arizona. And so David Keith is the primary Harvard professor that's leading the way um, with Bill Gates at the helm. Not Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation, but literal Bill Gates. Um, he says we need to act and he wants to be the one in charge of dimming the sun um, to you know, be the hero, supposedly, or the villain, you know, depending on where, how you see it. So I moved down to Arizona and had the third Global Chemtrail Conference down there. We called it the, I called it the Summit to Stop Geoengineering. And we packed the house. It was amazing. And everybody was there to protest the experiment. Not to even believe that chemtrails were real necessarily, but to protest this experiment over their city. You know, we did a really good job advertising that one. And they put the experiment on hiatus. So they were supposed to do this experiment with a high-tech balloon spraying different nano-sized aerosolized aluminum in front of the sun and recording it in the summer. Oh yeah, that knocked down the temperature 10 degrees, go us. So now they've moved that experiment to Sweden and it was supposed to happen last year. And then it got put on pause because supposedly there was opposition from the Swedish um, NASA and the Swedish Greenpeace and Greta, the Greta Thunberg girl, well, person who I believe is controlled opposition. And she was saying, we can't do it without governance. So now the experiment is to take place this June, this year, and every single human being on earth should know about this. This is going to potentially impact everyone. They want to launch an experiment. They're going to supposedly launch this experiment in June in Karuna, Sweden, the exact opposite of Tucson, Arizona, in a place near the North Pole where the sun doesn't go down. It doesn't go down in June there. So they're going to launch this experiment under like this light, wintry, June, Swedish sun and spray aluminum in front of the sun and say, oh, that's what works. We're going to have to do this everywhere because, you know, global warming's gotten out of hand. And the only opposition to global warming is dirty energy, right? It's the coal and the, the big oil and stuff. And they're like, no, global warming's not real. We didn't do it. Don't, don't geoengineer. And that's this reverse psychology to get everybody on board with the green and the radical left, I guess you would call it. The radical left. Well, they're all the same. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's all, it's the left and the right is they're, they're the one. And that's... <clears throat> That's another thing that we, we teach people in our movement is that when, when, when you see that pro versus anti, you know, debate, like pro mask versus anti mask, <clears throat> that's a, you smell a rat. That is the biggest disturbance of power, profit and curl is the per pro versus anti dialectic itself. 
because they want to put us against each other, black versus white, jab versus anti-jab. And, and then people jump on these things, they get polarized, their emotions takes over, and we're not looking at it from a system standpoint. What's the truth? What's the science? Which Not, not checkbook science or scientific consensus, but what's, what's the scientific method? You know, like, like that, um, uh, which is, which is really, which is really important. I mean, science today, unfortunately has become the oldest profession. It's prostitution. Now it's like, it's just pay to play. It's who can get the grant money. Um, like if you wanted, if you were, let's say, um, Stanford and you said, I want to get a grant for, um, you know, chemtrails and aluminum toxicity and how that affects, you're not going to get any money. But if you said, yeah, I want to study global warming, they'll throw tons of money at you. It's true. That's, and we live in such a polarized world where everything is good and evil. And that's, I think, true. We do live in that polarity and that duality. But everything else is kind of used against us to get us maybe even arguing two falsehoods. If they control the left and the right and make them both falsehoods mm -hmm. and, we fall, and we fall into that paradigm, then, then where are we at? So to answer your question. Infighting. It, that's what's happening. We infight. You know? exactly. And that, that, that pro versus anti-dialectic. Um, it's basically to keep the working class, uh, us peasant slaves, as they look at us, arguing amongst ourselves because they don't want us to address the real problem and the real solutions. And then when you start to do that, you know, they do disturbance rejection. We talked about that earlier, allowing people to let go of your observations of the disturbance. You know, it's nothing to see here. Um, they remove or destroy your personal accountability. Like you said earlier, just like go to the doctor. He'll take care of everything. I don't know anything. I'm a, I'm a dumb working class person. Or give me your vote, send me money, and I'll make your life better. Um, or give me money to fund my lawsuit against vaccine manufacturers, or whatever. Um, or watch, stay entertained, come to my show, keep, keep, and I'll red pill you. All these, the reality of this stuff is that the elites are basically saying that the working class is stupid, that they're smarter than us, um, so let them take care of everything. I was just saying that personal accountability has gone out the window with the recent world that we're living in. Um, somehow just taking blind trust from authority. Now people don't, are not accountable for their actions. The, so I'm sorry about the long-winded explanation for everything. It's just, there's it's so okay. much, everything has so awesome. much background and, and details. I started hosting conferences and getting interviews with activists. And then finally I had to find a point where the movie would end and then go backwards and reverse engineer it because the movie is a chronological history of weather modification and chemtrails and geoengineering, how it evolved. So I really wanted to come out the movie a few years ago, but I feel like it was divine intervention. It got in the way and just enough time for them to start normalizing it and saying, oh, we've got geoengineering, we can save the day. And we've got 12 new cloud types, by the way, that never existed, but here they are. And they were identical to what the chemtrails, you know, and they're trying to give you this polarized thing. It's, is it chemtrails or is it geoengineering? Well, geoengineering is a good thing that we're gonna do for you. So then I was able to use that footage and finally, I had the end of the movie in place, and then the beginning of the movie was all the way back to the 1920s. That was dude. That was freaking crazy when those. Then, then they have their their actor shields. The you know the weather meteorologists at the all these news centers like, oh look, we've got new clouds now out of you know we got aren't they cool? Look at this one, isn't it neat? And it's like, um, not really. Like, why would we all of a sudden have new clouds? Right? Who that? We're, we're messing with mother nature. And every time you do, you screw it up. You just screw it up. Okay. You're never going to, you're never going to outdo mother nature. That deal has been around for billions of years. You can't, can't outsmart it. It's part of evolution. We're de-evolving as a species now, Matt, you know, this. 
Yeah, the, the movie Idiocracy, there's a lot of different dystopian films that seem to be kind of like coming true. Definitely, we're, we're going backwards, it seems. I, I can't help but think it. Um, I, I'm listening to people, and I'm trying to make a song out of it called Muffled Voices. But when I see people interacting with two muffled voices, it just seems like it's making them dumber having these conversations, you know, just, just, just that in and of itself. But the, um, the, even the concept new clouds, new clouds, is that just a stupidity test in and of itself? Like, there, how could there be new clouds? And then side by side, juxtaposed with, we've got this idea, it's called geoengineering, we're going to be spraying stuff in the sky, it's going to make new clouds, but not yet, soon, don't worry. <laughs> it's like, okay, wait, you know, none of these things really add up. But in the end, the truth does set you free. I think all of this is a process and we're slowly going through it by like you do honoring your body first and honoring your health and then you can vibrate at a higher frequency i don't think you can vibrate to a frequency of 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 like ultimate truths if you're eating mcdonald's and smoking cigarettes and all that jazz you know what i mean like there's a frequency to everything that we do in our lives because our physical bodies are a physical representation of the vibration that we carry you know what i mean well if you don't care about yourself enough to take care of yourself you sure as hell don't care about what other people are doing that might affect you for the most yeah. part, um, unfortunately, like most people will, they, they take better care of their pets than they do themselves. Like, it's just, it's just weird. It's like, why do we put ourselves last? You know, it's just like, it's that mentality. It's like, I guess we just want to, uh, be victims or suffer whatever. So anyway, we're going to take another quick break. When we get back, we'll wrap up with Matt Landman at frankenskies.com. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Matt Landman. And, um, you know, Matt told us his backstory. Um, I really hope you guys uh, check out the, the documentaries, put a lot of time and effort into it. It just walks you through it. Frankenskies.com. Please watch that. Um, send some money to him. Um, you can, do can they, people donate on your site? I can't remember um, if there's a there's donation. A, but There's a donation for Frankenskies2.com. But, um, you know, I appreciate people just sharing the movie at this point. I'm, I'm, yeah. I've, I've begged so much in my life. I'm kind of done with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just amazing. It's, it's, it's so funny, too, because, like, the really good movies and stuff like that, like this, are probably not going to be allowed to go through normal channels. Mm -hmm. So you can offer it elsewhere. And this is a testament to you, all the time, effort, energy, and money that you put into this documentary. And you're just giving it away to people for free. The problem now is that a lot of people think just because something frees, there's no value, okay? And I'm telling you, I've watched the freaking show. I've watched the documentary. It's valuable, okay? It's very valuable. Yeah, you can get it free from Matt, from Matt but I think you should hunt him down and send him some cash, right? And, and at least the cash for a movie ticket, right? It'd be worth it. What do they charge for movie tickets nowadays? I haven't been to a movie for, what is it, like 10 bucks or 20 bucks? I don't even know. It's probably ridiculous. But anyway... All right, so we talked about his backstory. The, 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 the documentary is amazing. You're really going to get educated in a very short period of time, and you're going to get it if you don't get it already. And you'll be able to share this with other people and friends and family 
without being a know-it-all or them thinking of you a conspiracy theorist. It's like, you know, hey, here it is. Let's have movie night on Fridays now. You pick one. Okay, the next week, okay, we're watching Franken's guys. The next week, you pick one. The next week, we'll watch something else, right? That's the way to educate friends and family without, um, you know, causing division and stuff in the family. Just let them get educated. Let it become their idea. Okay, so now in this segment, Matt, what I want to do is I want to get into you know, solutions. And, you know, that's what we're all about over here is helping people with solutions. And um, I know we've got solutions over here, but I want to hear what, what is your, you know, let's point back to what are some of these things you mentioned, aluminum and barium and some other stuff. What is it that's getting into us? What have you seen? And what are you t telling people to, you know, to, to, to get it out? Definitely. And that's very important. Um, just to backtrack for a second, bringing people a movie and letting them watch it on their own time from the comfort of their own couch is so important instead of lecturing someone on, look at that, you've got to believe the way I think. You know what I mean? Like people mm -hmm. like to come to things on their own terms and something as dense and, and subjugated to disinformation and confusion tactics and all these things, like something as dense as chemtrails Frankenstein's the movie is such a nice introductory for someone that can just sit down and not be lectured by the black sheep of the family or whatever it may be. You know, people need to wake up on their own kind of thing. So every time I get into the chemtrail talk, people are like, well, that's fear-based, you know, and it's, it's scary and I don't want to go there. And, and you're, you're adding to the, you know, negative of the world or whatever it may be. And I'm like, no, it's actually empowering because you're no longer a victim. You, you can empower yourself to take life by the horns, you know what I mean? And do something about it. Okay, it's almost so like, let's, let's, let's put this in a context that like maybe some of my redneck friends would understand. It's like somebody coming up to you in the middle of the night and giving you an ejection that knocks you out and then they rape you in the middle of the night. And this happens every night, but you don't know it. Now, if that's happening, would you like to know that that's happening so that maybe you could do something about it? Are you tired of being raped? So for me, the same thing is like if, if the if spraying nano-sized aluminum particles in the air and all this other crap, desiccated human cells, and it's crazy what we've learned. Um, you, you're getting raped. That's you. You're not. You don't have a choice. Like you and me right now, we don't have a choice. We're we're breathing that shit in. Now me, I don't know about you, not so much because I got a badass air filter back here. I've got a salt lamp, negative ions. I've got. I, I had my um. I got my essential oils going, antimicrobial stuff, but I got a badass industrial like air filter purifying my air and I crack my windows a lot. But the reality is, is it still some of it's getting in. We're, we're, being, we're being raped in, 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 a, in, a, in a very practical, physical way. It's just different, right? And I don't think it's right. And I'm pissed about it because I don't want to get Alzheimer's and dementia. I saw my grandpa go through that. It's not something I want to go through. I don't want to put my family through it. So we have to recognize that what you're doing is not like fear-based and stuff like it. it kind of depends on how you approach it, but you're just saying like, this is reality. This is what's going on now. You get to decide what you're going to do about it. You can go stick your head in the sand and 30% of people listening will do that. 50% will get educated and move on and 20% will jump on it in a heartbeat and run with you. That's, that's the statistics. That's numbers. That's the way it's always going to be. So um, I think you're just doing, I think you're doing a valuable service for our public. It's public service. That's what you did. For sure. And people like to say knowledge is power. And I, I do believe that. I do, I do, I do. But also, I think more so knowledge plus action. 
equals power because you take the information and you do something in the physical world with it. So for instance, and a little uh, less severe than being raped, but similarly, I mean, um, neurotoxins in your brain is, is pretty effed up. Um, fluoride toothpaste. I mean, I had, I had fluoridated toothpaste a lot of my life growing up. When I learned, I threw it away. And how empowering that was. I mean, I, was, I stood a little taller that day, and I still do because I embraced and empowered myself with truth. I embraced the truth, you know? And you can do that on all sorts of levels, right? So for me, I don't want to leave people in fear. Like people watch uh, the movie Frankenstein and they walk away excited to share it with someone, empowered with this new truth and stuff. And people tell me it's not like those movies that put you in this like negative space where you're actually dismantled and in this fear. Because frequency is very powerful. And the frequency that we resonate in is contagious and all these sort of things. And when you're in fear, you're dismantled, okay? When you're scared, you are not. I mean, there's your cortisol levels. There's all these biological things too. But like literally when you're in a vibration of empowerment, you are embodying that truth. And you look like you do, man. You're telling me how old you are. You don't, you don't look it at all. So I love saunas personally. I never really realized maybe it was like a, a gut instinct. But I'm sweating like crazy in the sauna. Infrared saunas are amazing. I like, I think flushing your system is, is super important. I also like mineralization. I think this is key. Um, growing up, I was taught take your multivitamin. And this is like a, a, a chemical derived, not even plant-based. Like these, the multivitamins were crap what I was eating. And really what I should have been learning was mineralization. There's this whole list of minerals from A to Z. And on these, I've got these complex mineral supplements from Utah where you don't even have to shake it up. It's, it's, just, it's elevated in the water and it tastes horrible. But after a couple of days, my eyes are like glowing yellow and I feel amazing from it. And on the long list of all of these plant derived, okay, these are like um, compressed uh, forests or something. And then that's, it's plant derived bioavailable mineral supplements and these minerals you can get from different sources you know you get your magnesium get but this this was a, a like an a to z wide range one and on there is gold silver boron palladium platinum like um things that i can't even pronounce also aluminum barium strontium whoa wait i thought those were bad i thought these were heavy metals no, they're not all bad. There's heavy metal versions of them, like the, the toxic version, and then there's the plant-based ones. So imagine your body is pretty much deficient on all sorts of minerals because nowadays in the soil, they don't have to put in gold in your you know, corn or squash. They basically put the nutrients in the soil that they need to grow it. And, and right now, as far as I'm concerned, it's just NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. And I learned about that on the farm. It's different stages of growth and flowering and whatnot for the plants, but really all they need is nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And there's, that leaves out like a hundred minerals and, and whatnot that we need, that we still need, that our bodies need to be conductive and up to speed. So for instance, here's, a, here's an amazing example. So say your bones are not up to speed, like we're mineral deficient, on our calcium and magnesium, right? So the, your bones want more calcium and magnesium. 
So you intake some food, you know, you eat a nice salad, you eat a nice steak, whatever you eat, right? And your body's trying to get calcium and magnesium and it uptakes it and gets a little bit from it, right? You go out in the world and the air is tainted with chemicals like radioactive cadmium, which was experimented on the city of St. Louis in the 70s. Once the movie Frankenstein gets to the 70s, they're experimenting on this population of St. Louis with radioactive zinc cadmium sulfide, radioactive cadmium. So radioactive cadmium actually on the periodic table is kind of close to calcium, right? And so your body will absorb it thinking, oh, maybe that's calcium. I'll get that in my bones. Now you've got radioactive cadmium in your bones. Had you been up to speed on your minerals, your body wouldn't be absorbing crap from the toxic environment. You would mm -hmm. just be walking through it and not the sponge. You're not a sponge anymore. You know what I mean? Learning that was so pivotal in my whole learning experience. I started going to hot springs. I started getting um, different bioavailable bio like fulvic mineral supplements. Um, this Irish sea moss that you and I were just talking about and, um, before the show that's bioavailable, like 99 minerals. Started learning about alkalizing, um, Dr. Sebi, and chelation even. So different things will pull the metals out of you as well. And I love to do the sauna and sweat and drink good water, you know, and get really good fresh spring water and know your water. You know, I like, I like to read my ingredients in my food, but now I'm actually being critical on the word water, the word water. Like, what is it? Is it tap water from LA? Is it chock full of fluoride? I'm spending like $2,000 on a fluoride meter right now so I can do fluoride videos. I'm gonna be doing like Budweiser and Yerba Mate's and kombucha and literally um, uh, bottled waters. I'm gonna be doing all the fluoride tests for everything, which I've never even seen done. So this will be pretty interesting. Because like I said, the actual activist wears many hats and I'm not just stopping with EMF radiation or chemtrails or, you know, whatever. It's, it's all encompassing, you know, and I keep on learning. But chelation is the process of pulling these things out of your body. And so there's a study on um, these people in prison, their um, blood and their urine was being tested um, to see how... I don't know why they're testing their blood, but they found like all of this heavy metal being flushed out of their systems. They started studying these prison mates and evidently they were eating a bunch of uh, cilantro. And that was an interesting study where they accidentally learned that cilantro binds to aluminum and will pull it out of your body. I'm not, I've tried to find good, like actual um, human experiments on that. I don't know if the cilantro thing is a myth, you know what I mean? But I have talk to holistic um, natural paths and whatnot. And there is research, you know, people get their blood tested and then they do these chelation things and then they get their blood tested and it's, it's got some of these metals out of it. So it does make sense. And so there's like um, a lot of different things that you can use like chlorella. I don't think chlorella is going to hurt you at all. I think it's actually amazing chlorella. Um, there's That's green algae. Yeah. It's like a single cell, right? Is that the deal with it? That's why it's so amazing because it's a single cell, one little circle with this one membrane and it likes to absorb the aluminum in it because it's like super um, simple and easy to, to like snag the, and, and I think it's something about the, um, the different opposite charges and whatnot. So diatoms also um, through diatomaceous earth, Diatoms are these little sea creatures, ancient sea creatures that'll fossilize, but they, they kind of go through your blood like a sieve and, and attract the, um, so the diatoms are interesting. The diatomaceous earth is worth learning about. A zeolite, because of the charge and the zeolite a clay, it'll um, trap and it's got like this 
uh, carbon C60 like shape it traps and um, because of the ionization and the opposite charge I think it pulls out the heavy metals worth looking into and learning about I think especially treating your body like a temple and starting your day off with a glass of water I rinse with coconut oil in my mouth and it's changed my life every morning I do a coconut oil rinse. how long do you rinse 15 minutes yeah 15 20 minutes I'll do a little bit of uh, colloidal silver in there now literally changed my my my, my entire life so I believe there's, and research shows that there's a gut biome, but we also have a mouth um, biome and a brain biome, and it actually is all connected. This whole biome goes from our brain to our mouth to our throat to our gut, and it's all interconnected with electricity and talking um, nanocells and little taste buds and all sorts of stuff. It's, it's microbiology like to its finest. It's an amazing, complex, infinitely intelligent system. And if we go rinse in our mouth with freaking mouthwash or eating antibiotics, we're ruining that whole connection. So in the, morn in the morning, the rinsing of coconut oil, and I tell you what, people like to be like, oh, well, I do sesame oil, and that's an Indian Ayurvedic tradition of oil pulling, and that actually will help pull out heavy metals too. Yeah, your sesame oil is great. I'm telling you, coconut oil, all right? You do it for 10 freaking minutes every morning, and what it does is it pulls out the bad biology, okay? The um, evil bacteria that's going to eat up Ginger your enamel. Vitus. Yeah, it's going to eat up your enamel and cause cavities, these things. And it, by pulling out the bad ones, it gives your good ones like this amazing playing field so that because there's a constant battle on our skin cells and everywhere in our body, there's always this battle. But if you give the good guys the one up, then they can go and fight those cavities and win. I had literally, you guys, everyone listening, I had two massive cavities. Okay, I went and got one drilled out and filled and it hurt. And the next day I didn't go to the dentist because I didn't want to go through it again. And I just started doing the coconut oil rinse after about three, four weeks. It was complete, the massive cavity on the other side, gone, never came back. And I never looked back. And now I like brush less and just these coconut oils. It's just, it's something else. And they're not going to tell you, nobody's going to, the USA Today, New York Times, the Econo Economist, the freaking dental, the American Dental Administration, that nobody's going to tell you these simple, simple, simple things like alkaline, like what that is. And well, if you think about it, you go to like Crest fluoride toothpaste and then freaking look it up right now. I already know it. It's got the American Dental Association logo right on it. Of course. And then it's Crest full of toxins. Tooth. I'll it's look it up. It's got right triclosan now. in it. I think, I think that one has triclosan, which is a byproduct product of the petroleum industry, which is a neurotoxin, endocrine disruptor, totally freaking toxic triclosan. They're sneaking it into the mainstream toothpaste also just just learning about fasting and the mainstream will tell you you're crazy oh that's you're starving yourself if you just do not eat anything for 24 hours and then the next thing you eat is like water organic fruit you can reset your body to just teach your body to detox and change your life there's so many things but getting the mineralization to protect yourself from the toxic environment and learning about um, detoxing and chelating and taking that ability into your own hands and then also monitoring your intake, okay? I mean, if you're out there drinking fluoridated Budweiser every day and then you're wondering why, you know, you're not thinking straight. Yeah, because... you see my screen here? Yes, sir. This is, it's disgusting. So here's, here, here's Crest and help stop cavities before they start cavity production, regular toothpaste, fluoride, anti-cavity toothpaste. And then there it is right there. 88. Let me just, um, 
Let me go over here and uh, let's let's uh, you guys see that there? ADA, American Dental Association. And mind you, everyone listening. Right on there, guys. Now look down here under ingredients. Sodium fluoride, okay. Um, sorbitol, which is a sugar. Um, sodium lauryl sulfate. This is a known carcinogen. This causes yeah, cancer. Sounds really bad. Causes cancer. You're putting it in your mouth if you're brushing with this stuff. Titanium dioxide, blue number one. This is another. This is a coloring agent. This is also a cancer causer. This causes cancer. You're brushing your teeth with it. Your children are brushing their teeth with it. It's the white elephant in the room. Nobody wants to talk about, but it's like, oh, I've been using Crest. I'm going to keep using it. And da, 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 da. It's like these people, um, I, these people should be arrested. I mean, that's just where we're at. It's the, call it as it is, you know? Well, Tim, this is another polarized argument that um, both sides are falsehoods. Like, should we, like, there's never been any, like people think that like, this has been maybe, oh, they're, oh, okay. Everyone thinks, that because it's being sold, oh, they must have been proven that it's real. And then they think that it's a polarized thing and that we're on one side. Yeah, that's why I used to think. This is not a polarized argument. There's no, their side has nothing. It's, it's got nothing. Okay, so we could do a whole show on this. But number one, um, there's been no proof that even fluoride bonds to your teeth. And that's the whole thing. Oh, it bonds to your teeth and makes your enamel stronger and keeps your teeth healthy. There's never been proof of that. When they yeah. put it in your tap water they've never ever even claimed that it going right by your mouth does anything it goes in your gut and I, think, uh, I think hitler did some fluoride in the water didn't he yeah that's where it came from so i mean initially is supposedly where it came from so the whole concept i mean it's a it's a neurotoxin it it it's it's been proven to reduce iqs in children out of harvard there's so many reasons not to have it and it's never been proven beneficial. It's never been like where I live in Ashland, Oregon, and also where you live in Portland, Oregon, people have teeth that are healthy and it's not in the tap water, right? It's administered in the tap water and it's got a big um, skull and crossbones sign on it. They have to wear a hazmat suit when they do it. If they spill it on their foot, they die, right? Straight up. Mm -hmm. It's like that toxic. And somehow through Edward Bernays and Trust the Specialist, and all this nonsense propaganda, the consciousness somehow thinks that this is like a polarized argument. Oh, well, there's two sides to that. No, there's not two sides. Like their side just says lies. That's it. They don't have anything back in it. Not even like a fake experiment. Like really quick about science, because you mentioned this earlier. I, was, I do these like daily blogs. They're really short, called The Daily Truth. And I was wanting to slam Coca-Cola. Obviously, Coca-Cola is not healthy. And in researching articles to talk bad about Coca-Cola, the first Google results are this um, experiment, human experiment um, ran by Coca-Cola, if you read the fine print, proving that Coca-Cola is more hydrating than water. Because in the experiment, the um, human trials, when they drank the water versus the Coca-Cola, when they urinated, they were retaining more of the Coca-Cola in the water. Therefore, science proven um, Coca-Cola is more hydrating than water. Okay. Like that's what I found when I was trying to find stuff bad on Coca-Cola. So money equals science now. And you don't even have to really back it up much. They at least did an experiment to back it up. There's no experiments backing up fluoride. It's actually toxic in rat brains, human brains, all these things. Doesn't do anything good 
her teeth. And actually, at the end of the day, I've got books on this. Fluorosis, fluorosis causes your teeth to rot and fall out. And that's what fluoride really does. It yeah. messes with your brain and your Check this out, dude. bones so and your teeth. You probably know about Weston Price. He's a dentist mm -hmm. um, out of Cleveland. He was considered the Isaac Newton of nutrition. Um, and he was looking at, he did a lot of research on dental decay and physical de degeneration. Um, anyway, so this dude went to, went all over the world to, to study these isolated human groups, indigenous people. Mm -hmm. And he noticed that these people that were living out in nature had amazing teeth. They had no cavities, but it was the people over here in the United States that had, and look at these kids teeth. They're strong and healthy because they, and here's some more kids right here. Boom, boom, boom. So I started looking at the diets and stuff, looking at min minerals, Back all, the mineral. stuff all, yep, all the stuff they're eating. And, um, and it's just um, the percentage of uh, all the tooth decay and stuff like that was more um, all in the Western society. And it's the white powder, the white sugar, um, processed foods, denatured foods. If, you're, if you have a weak soil, you're going to have a weak plant. If you eat that plant or an animal eats the plant and you eat the animal, you're going to be weak. That's just the way it is. And then on top of it, we're poisoning ourselves. I mean, that toothpaste, that pisses me off. Every time I look at that stuff, it's like, it's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's got toxins in it. It's like not just one, but many, right? It's got sugar in the freaking toothpaste. Okay, <laughs> sugar. It doesn't say sugar. It's got a code word for it. But and then they say sugar's bad, but it's in the freaking stuff you're putting in your mouth to clean your mouth. And then along in sodium lower sulfate, cancer causer, blue number one, cancer causer. And then fluoride. It, it's just, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. So most of the people listening to our show, our health heroes out there, they're awake. They get this stuff. Um, this might be new information for some new, new listener or whatever. So I know it's like, like sometimes it's hard to believe this stuff. I know I did because I thought like, well, isn't there a government agency protecting us? Like if I go into mini Mart and I get chicken nuggets and, and Jojo's and dipping it in ranch dressing, that's good. That's yummy. And I'm getting my protein and I like how it tastes. Isn't that good for me? Well, it could be. But if you dig deeper, like what's the breading made out of? Well, it's genetically modified wheat. And then you like, what kind of oil did they use? Oh, it was canola oil, which is actually called rapeseed oil. It was, and it was uh, expeller press. So it was turned into a lipid peroxide, another cancer causer. And we, nobody thinks about this stuff. We're too busy. We just want to give me my damn chicken strips. I got to go. We have to pause for a moment and really get educated and use common sense. And then the proof's in the pudding. Because when I stopped putting this crap into my body, my body responded and I got my health back. And it came back very rapidly. And you become ill when you take in those toxins again after that, right? Oh, yeah. And once you get clean, you, you know, I go back. I've been back a few times, <laughs> right? And it's like, whoa, it hits you pretty hard. Like stuff that used to, I mean, it was weird because I was like, I was kind of in fear mode because I was thinking about giving up all these foods and stuff that I liked, but there was an emotional component to it. And there was actually a bunch of deep emotional stuff that, and I was using food as a dope to push that stuff down. It really wanted to come up and heal to heal me. But the food was the dope sh shoving down my these past emotions. And when I took that away, they came up. I cried. I did a uh, you know, physical detox through crying multiple times. And um, it was like I was floating around on a magic carpet. Like I had like 20,000 pounds lifted off my shoulders of this emotional bag. The food was the dope holding it down. So when I removed that, all that stuff came up and I was able to really heal, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually heal. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was really huge for me. And that's where my spiritual connection came. And then 2000, you know, in 2011, I knew there was something more. And by 2018, I finally started 
getting into it. I'm a little slow on the uptake, Matt, but finally got it. And um, in the last few years, I've been really, um, really growing that spiritual practice. My consciousness has opened up and I've realized that everybody here listening and everybody and every creature on this planet, we're all connected, you know, and we, and we make, when I do, if I do something bad to myself, I'm actually hurting everybody else, right? It's just the way it works. So I've started loving myself more. Um, I can tell you've done that and you're very passionate about your work. And um, anyway, man, I just really thank you for taking time to come on and um, we've got more topics to discuss. So I think we'll, we'll have you back on next time and we'll talk about EMFs because I know you have developed a, uh, a clothing line to protect people. I'll also put that down there. It's spirogear.com, S-P-E-R-O gear.com. And then again, you can check him out at frankenskies.com. So did you have any last uh, uh, parting words for the listeners? Um, people t- seem to be kind of timid and they don't want to wear many hats and do research outside of their realm because they're told that they shouldn't think outside the box. But look what we just did, how we segued into fluoride and we learned about nutrition because it's all interconnected and interrelated. So I encourage everyone to keep on learning outside of their profession. There's this quote, you know, and especially um, relates to the toothpaste. You can, t- you can take authority as the truth, or you can take truth as the authority. The choice is up to you. So I'll just leave it on that note and encourage people to keep raising their vibration to more truths. And, you know, like I've refined my body to the point that if I ingest things that I used to eat a few years ago, I get ill, you know, so those things were toxic. My body was just used to it. And Mm -hmm. so now as I detox and get a more simple diet and learn more about minerals and all this sort of stuff, I think we're kind of like leading the way and showing people how to like every single thing that we do. Like I go to Safeway and I'm the only person showing my face. That's a statement of truth. Everything we do should be a statement of, of how we want to see the world. So I encourage everyone to, you know, be an activist in their own way. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to have you back on again. We have a lot more to discuss and thank you listeners around the world. We couldn't do it without you. That's why I'm here. I, I get excited to do these shows. I'm really excited to bring Matt and his story to you and lead you to the, the documentary Frankenskies at frankenskies.com. And I think it's also frankenskiesmovie.com. Frankenskiesthemovie.com as well. Yeah. Frankenskiesthemovie.com. It's just easier. Go to frankenskies.com. It's just mm-hmm. easy. It's less, <laughs> less to type in. And, um, and that, that documentary will really educate you. It'll change your life. And you can, and you can share it around and start. It's, this is good. This is part of the educational. You've given us a great tool that all of our listeners can now not only benefit from, but we can share it and get it out there and just keep it's it, constant education. Just like I always say, we're stacking the cards in the deck of health, building up the immune system. It's the same thing with our education. We have to continue to educate, 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 educate ourselves. If you're not learning and growing, you're dying literally. And we want to definitely do what Matt says. We're, we're trying to help you guys raise consciousness because if we get enough people on the same page raising consciousness, all this silliness will be gone and we can really focus on what's really important and that's you know loving and connecting with each other. So thank you guys around the world for tuning in. We couldn't do it without you. Until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon.
You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 